welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Welcome back, Broads. We're back. We, you think you got rid of us? No. You guys will never get rid of us. We're like, um, we're like herpes. <laughs> we're, we are never leaving you we're a virus it's too late see the problem is is that y'all were cool with us and then once we got our foot in the door we're like sorry we live here now so last week we skipped a week but now we're back and we're doing two in a row because of the schedule of the bachelor we didn't want to not have a recap for the finale because mm-hmm. as it stood we would have done one before and not have finale this is all very important things we had to figure out yeah how was your week my week uh, that was, that God, was a, dude, that was serious a what, what an electric right response that was. Serious <laughs> just energy fart. from this guy. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. I just came in. I listened to the. Uh, Hold on. Oh, yeah. The sound, the bros. See, so I came in drinking because I was listening to Becca's fucking ex boyfriend <laughs> first date episode <laughs> on the way here. Caught up. Yeah, and now I'm like, Greg who? Let's fucking drag this Eric with a K guy through the mud. Doesn't even have a C in his name. His name's Eric. It's E-R-I-K. I'm going to find any that's reason cool, to though. dislike him. Just, you know, that's super cool, though. Oh, yeah. It's like, really cool. Different. He thinks he's like Scandinavian or something. Although, I guess, you know, it's not his doing. It's his mom and dad's doing, right? Yeah, they're so cool. <laughs> Eric's mom they're different. and dad. You remember when that was a thing? I felt like in, when, when we were like in like junior high and high school it was very cool parents were trying like new cool names it was like you know the Jadens, and like the you know what i mean like names that we had never heard before people were trying out yeah. some new names I, you know i can't i'm very i'm self-aware that i've still the only Grayston. oh you kind of do have a cool name but i thought about that exist in my family oh really yeah so like mm. i don't have uh i've never met another person with my name no i met the close the gray sin okay so how about how annoying is it though going through like elementary school and everyone's just gray sin greg like everyone's like because no one probably ever gets it the first time no no they still like no matter what form i fill out that says last name first first name last it's just they just call swappable. me leonard right because <laughs> right. leonard's like, oh, more this of a guy's first name 31 years old and he still doesn't know how to leonard, leonard grayson sounds out. much more like a traditional form just like dude i filled it out my, my brother's it's weird it's okay sorry to interrupt it's just very strange to me because they're reading it but they're, i think a lot of people fill out they fill it out backwards because they because they always put last first but most people think first last so i think people most of the time put their first name bold in the, assumption i'd just be like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm more <laughs> my assumption stupidity. is more that this person can read since they're filling the mm, form out they're mm. putting their name they can obviously read the form so they're putting it in i just think it's silly that it's like okay you, how many people are you doing? Do you do this with everybody? You just assume no one knows how to fill the form out? We got a spicy grace then today. Oof. Oh, no, he, this is, spicy this is separate right because this is a lifelong situation with this, but it's also, I'm questioning, like, I've, I've, you know, histor- I've basically been in customer service. I, the, the gym is customer service. Sure. So if someone fills the form out, to me, I'm like, I'm not just going to start assuming that this person made a whole bunch of mistakes. Right. I'm just going to read the form exactly how they filled it out. Right. What if it said, what if it started with Kevin and then the first name said Anderson? Would you assume that his name is Anderson Kevin or that he messed it up? 
why would you start to do that? And then if he corrected, I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just reading how you filled this form out. Would you say it with that like kind of attitude dumbass. too? Would you kind of like give him some shit? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You that's how did I get, this. That's exactly how I want my staff to talk to everybody when they yeah. come in the door. We, welcome to our gym. You will be made a fool. Just be like, oh, so do I need rental shoes? Be like, yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you own <laughs> shoes? If not, are you going to go without shoes? I mean, it's up to you. I don't know. Why do you think we have rental shoes? If we didn't need them, why would we have them? You're like, man, the place is great, but that guy is just an absolute Oh, it's great nightmare. customer service. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, no, um, no, no. There's a reason I've removed. I was great at the customer. I was great on the desk, dude. I was, I sold, I made people have time of their lives. That's great to hear, man. Yeah. You got to put it on, dude. If you're getting paid to put it on, you put it on. Well, it's funny people, a lot of people, I've worked with people my whole life in a very like, like just everything I've ever done was with a lot of people. It's never been like alone, not very, very much. And it's amazing how people aren't used to handling different like personalities that aren't, you're not used to. People like spiral out of control when you're like around someone who they don't gel with. It's like, welcome to life, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it is very much like you got to find some sort of, you got to find a way to get people to connect with them. Yeah, and they're, not, they're not always going to be your best friends, but like when you're working together or when people, someone comes into the shop or whatever it is, it's like, you got to be like, cool, how am I going to find this? How am I going to connect with this person? Instead of be like, he was rude. I'd screw that guy. It's like, well, sometimes you, it's on you. You're yeah. working. Um, anyway, bit of a just. But no, I apologize if I am spicy. It's not fun to uh, listen <laughs> to <laughs> your partner talk all about this amazing time they had with this other guy sure, sure okay i totally get that you know what i mean um well, okay so here's my question this is a good question then are there certain things that should be kept unsaid i don't know i mean like, do you prefer there's... ultimate because it's like this it's like this right it's like if you were walking by someone you thought was super attractive right or she walked by a guy that's super attractive right you never like if you see a girl walking by who you thought was super good looking there's no need for you to be like, by the way, that girl is insanely hot, right? You like, there's no point. It would just cause a problem for her. It would just be awkward, right? So you don't say that. Is there, and we live in this alternate universe where we have a podcast where we talk about everything out. It's not, not even us, them especially, because it's like, they're just constantly putting it out. And so it's like, do you prefer to kind of know all about the situation or do you, or would you have been much more happier to have never heard a single word about the, the so that situation? It's the thing of like, it's like listening to it to me, knowing that it happened is extremely different than I'm just going to do this to myself. And I'm going to listen listening to into like, that's like, okay, cool. I know, talking. I know you have ex-boyfriends. Do mm-hmm. I want to watch videotapes of you sleeping with your <laughs> ex-boyfriends? Mm-hmm. Do I want to like, do I want to listen to you talk all about it? Yeah. No. So you were jealous. Well, I was, um, so you also get like Beck and I's relationship has a very different narrative of like Evan was, jo- we were joking about this where he's like, you signed up for this. I was like, I didn't fucking sign up for anything, dude. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You signed up for this, bro. To be a no, part we just of the got, public eye. This is sort of like, I mean, I'm convinced my mother would testify to this too, that she didn't, I was probably going to be single unless I was like chained into the relationship somehow. Mm. so you know there's like you, a lot you of think stuff you'd be single forever kind of thing yeah i was not i was not running to a commitment sure sure um which is like i don't know there's things where we'll get into it later but listening to it the stuff that was pissing me off is like why do you remember what outfit you had on 
why do you both why do you both remember this stuff because it was why are you both like so chip why is she so excited and chipper mm. but okay so here let me let me let me add a i told you what you're saying let me add a different angle to it right just because she's not with the person and just because you're not with a person doesn't mean you can't think back and think about how great of a time you had with that one, like with a girl once. Oh, trust me. When right? this was happening, I started thinking you started, back you started, to, you started filling out a notes on your phone. You're like, and that one mm, and that one, I'm going to start oh, adding. Maybe we should have some of my old girlfriends mm. up on this thing. And then I was like, actually, the last thing I want is for my exes to come on. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. To this, yeah. Not ideal. Like, no, super subpar day for me. It'd be like, <laughs> hi, like, hey, dream day. Dream, <laughs> dream day at work. Be like, uh, you know, sit with Evan and talk about anything. Right. Or Evan and a bunch of your ex-girlfriends just come on and talk all about their experience dating you. Yeah, could go very wrong. Be like, sick, very yeah, quick. I don't, that sounds <laughs> one of the last things I want to sit and do. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't envy you listening no, to it but at the same time i do appreciate the like you know just rawness and a, you know straightforwardness like i will say it's pretty cool when you think about if it's that raw and open there ain't nothing to hold like there is just it's pure like that you've already reached the limit of like well also just so the broads know the way this went down was they recorded the episode and then they told me they did it oh really yeah so dude, you had no you idea think becca was like oh i'm gonna have <laughs> I'm gonna do this. Uh, yes. It was just sort of like, oh, how was your? By the way, how, how'd your episode go? She's like, oh, great. We had actually this guy that I dated on. <laughs> I was like, oh, sick, sick for you. Sick, I can bro. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, oh, we had a fucking good time. Yeah, I hope you had so much fun. <laughs> and then I'm listening and you're to like, it. I'm going surfing two more days a week yeah, now. And then I listen to it. I'm like, oh yeah, you had a blast. <laughs> right, right, right. I was oh, hoping was at least so you'd fun. tone it down a bit. No, I'm teasing. I think they did tell <clears throat> yeah. me that they were going to do it and I was like trying to play it cool. I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm not, you know. I'm chill. I'm so chill. I'm fine with that. Dude, I'm you cool think I boyfriend. care about anything? I'm like the most I'm mellow dude mellow, ever. Dude, I'm not intimate. I'm not bothered why by Why didn't this. you guys go out that Does night? Does it make me... Uh, yeah, why don't you why hang out with him? Why you guys go party? You should have party. Well, so then she's all like hitting him up and being like, oh, can we go... I guess he threw like some really fun an unforgettable Christmas party and she wants to get in on his Christmas party. So now I'm probably going to go and like meet this guy. Right. And he's probably going to be pretty cool. You're probably going to like him and it's going to bug yeah, you. I mean, I probably do. He probably, I probably seen his stuff. He's like, like, like skateboard yeah, video probably, director, yeah, which is even more just he's like, he's probably into some cool shit. Right. Right. Be like, yeah, you are a pretty cool guy. Yeah, you are cool. Fuck you. Let That's me hang the out. worst. <laughs> All right, broads, interrupting the bros analysis of The Bachelorette uh, to bring you this tasty news. You know that at the uh, end of the day busy feeling where you want so desperately to sleep, but your brain is still going 100 miles an hour running through to-do lists and events that happened earlier in the state of the world. You know, just your casual before bed type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You need a way to relax and unwind and feel sexy. Let's be honest. And that can be difficult to do. So let us tell you about our secret weapon, Dipsy, the audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn your brain off and turn you on. Guys, if you haven't checked out Dipsy, they have something for everyone. Doesn't matter if you just want to go to sleep or if you're interested in queer stories or Mm. kink stories or Mm. whatever. Two guys, one girl stories. They got it. They got it all. They've got They're it all. Amazing. Ah, 
can't get enough of Dipsy. Um, their library is full of audio stories that have relatable characters and scenarios that are so immersive. It almost feels like you're there. It's like audio erotica theater. You're going to find stories about everything from hooking up with your hometown crush to finally making a move on that coworker you've always had a thing for. So much more. Plus, Dipsy releases new content every single week. You'll always find something that suits your fancy, no matter what that may be. It's not corny at all. I'm always blown away by the quality of their productions. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for more, Dipsy's got you. In addition to their library of audio stories, Dipsy also has wellness sessions and soundscapes, which in my opinion are the perfect way to get your mind right before bed. All you need to do is pick one, pop on a pair of headphones and feel the stress of your day start to melt away. I always sleep better when I drift off to a Dipsy soundscape. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash chatty. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash chatty. Dipsystories.com slash chatty. It's spelled like a dip in the sea. Mm-hmm. I could literally watch my uh, two dogs for hours and hours, by the way. If you have a dog, you know it is like free entertainment. But I've always wondered about their little quirks. As funny as they are, I want to know why they do them. Like, believe it or not, there are actual reasons that dogs dig up flower beds or why they spin in a million circles before they go to sleep. Um, My dog Ashley is guilty of this, and it's so funny to watch. Uh, All of your dog's silly or maybe frustrating little habits could actually be related to their breed type. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, most dogs are a little mix of, well, most dogs are a mix of a lot of things, though. So that's why Embark is created to help decode your dog. And while, yes, it's super fun to figure out what breeds make up your furry friend, there's science behind it, too. So developed by PhDs and a team of veterinarians, Embark gives you the most accurate breed identification and genetic health results. So this means your dog will be screened for over 200 genetic health risks so you know what to look out for. So Mm -hmm. it's DNA testing for your dog. Yes. You're going to find out what breed of dog they are and you're going to find out important health info yeah it's amazing i have two dogs boris and ashley and if you've seen them on social media you know they're a funny pair boris is a giant uh and ashley who was adopted in quarantine is teeny tiny Uh, and we know she's got some chihuahua in her but i'm so excited to get her embark results back to learn what other breed mixes she is i just want to know more about my little babies learn your dog's inner secrets with embark the highest rated dog dna test and right now embark has an offer on their breed and health kit for our listeners go to embark vet dot com to get free shipping and save fifty dollars off your embark breed and health kit with the promo code chatty so and visit embark vet and use promo code chatty to save fifty dollars today e-m-b-a-r-k-v-e-t.com promo code chatty save 50 bucks but then I don't know what's worse of like if you're at if your partner has a track record of dating shitty guys. We me then, and just talked about this the other night. We're like, what is the thing that would bother you the most to f- if 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 the, you know me and Jess got divorced, you guys separated, whatever it would be. Like if when you find out who they date next or get with next, what would be the most bothering thing? And it was funny because we were like, there's two sides to this equation. There's like the the person is better than you in the way that you want to be the best. So there's that there's that problem, right? Where if you find out like whatever they whatever you like or think is cool, they do that the best. So then you're insecure about that. Or there's the like, you got with that person. What does that say about me? Exactly. And it's like, what's worse to be like, wait a second, do I have a fake view of myself? Am so, I cool? Do I think I'm better than I am? You know what I mean? That's what I would rather be into that. But then you know, there's also something like I take stock in in our narrative. It's like there's, I don't know. There's pros and cons to this because it's like. 
Beck and I both talked about this where like our relationship doesn't have the origin story of being like, or like the, it's not our origin story is less of an arc. The origin is fine. Like it was just like, we were both attracted to each other. We had a bunch of fun going on dates and then surprise, she's pregnant. And that was happening. Like Becca was going to go on paradise and decided not to go on paradise to pursue a relationship with me. That was all happening before we found out that she was pregnant. So there is like, you know, those there there were definitely sparks flying and stuff is just everything that happened after the fact is like less it doesn't have that sort of like glow when you be like oh like you know we yeah, just we met in hawaii and then and it we was like just went amazing on this thing, and then it, was it two just years stayed of amazing traveling. Right, 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 right. you know and so it's like okay and i don't know why we harp on it to each i mean we don't do it as much now but it is something where i'm like the stuff that like you know what i was jealous about is um or not, i don't know if it's like jealousy i don't know if it's the right term but it is just thinking of that of being like okay like i'm meeting these guys and it, like they're or if i am to meet these guys and be like wow they're really cool like at the end of the day it's like is becca with me because i am how i am or is it because of my kids i uh, that makes sense yeah yeah no there's always well there's always that for any relationship right the funniest like, the well the funny part about that in our relationship is becca was constantly like i don't need you to be around to do this and i was like fuck you if you think you're gonna have my kids and i'm sure, not gonna sure, be sure. around but i will say that's a that's a vote of confidence in your relationship though right because yeah. it's like if, if she doesn't need you to take care of the kids that means she chose you to be with oh right? trust me so katie's, it's like katie's mom's Katie's mom and aunt and Becca are yeah. very much in the like same world. Yeah. Of the like we you're here because we are uh, like we want you to be right. here, not because we need you. Not because be we here. need you, which is a vote of confidence if they like you. You know, so yeah. that's good. So we, I mean, we have that, but that is definitely like I, you know, I've met. So this is one of Becca's ex boy. Not he's not really an ex boyfriend. He's just a guy Becca slept with. Yeah, like an ex, ex kind of hookup thing. Um, listen to him, and I can't ex, help ex but be like, what I would we, probably like the guy. <laughs> fuck you and then the uh her like old serious boyfriend who she's probably talked about on this show this guy steven he came to our baby shower and he's someone i always heard about never met and then they're like all hanging out in our house because they're like childhood friends also and it was like after being around him for an hour was i like oh shit this is your ex-boyfriend. Oh, you didn't realize. And I was with my best friend because he was living, he was living in the same duplex as us. And both me and him were like, he's awesome. Right, right. He's really nice. And like, we really got along with him. We both had the same sense of humor. And it was just kind of funny because like, yeah, I'm, I would rather be in that camp of like, I'd rather meet someone's exes and be like, they're all good, cool guys. at least it makes sense that you're there too. Yeah, and I'll even, what this was pisses me off though, is I'll tease Becca in ways where she's like, stop, don't do that. That's what Chris would always do. Oh, interesting. Interesting. It was basically the big one is if she says something and I'll just repeat it back to her, but I'll be like, me, me, and she'll be like, I fucking hate you. Stop doing that. That's and it's what like, I yeah. love that. I love when you hate me. <laughs> I love when you hate me. <laughs> but, um, well, I think that's a good segue into like the finale, which is just kind of like good segue. I feel like honestly, I think the broads are less interested in us doing a a breakdown and a play by play. I just love jumping into like random moments that stuck out to us. Totally. So like, honestly, I would love to jump into Blake 
meeting her family. Oh my god! Because that was the most like I love. I couldn't it. believe her aunt. The level I, I called her the Ballbuster Five Thousand. Because it was like, dude, it was like the difference was this. Mom was like hard on him a little bit. But then like started crying and being like, we really like you. And I like the fact that my daughter likes you so much. And like Ballbuster 5000 was just like, I'm going to make your life hell for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. No, <laughs> she, she would was not. Like, it was like all gas, no breaks. Like she, no moment of breath. He, anything she would say was she's like, well, that's not how life works. So, I was like this. She's wild. It was really upsetting to me, actually. Really? Yeah. Because I was like, yo, this is phony at a certain point. Because I was like, Blake's actually handling this really well. He really did. He's not getting defensive. He's not. He's just sort of like, yo, like, I'm just meeting you. Can we just and, be cordial? Yeah. And she's coming <laughs> she at him like, like oh, I've got Eddie. like, da, 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 da. And it was like, okay. Like, I get it. And then it was like, it never really, it was a thing to me where I was like, are you willing to even see Blake yeah. in front of you? Or is Blake just... A, a man in like just you yeah, know he's right. like an now, imposter an imposter like are you at a certain point i was like you're making points and then it feels like you're not making points anymore you're just you have a punching bag in the, front of the, you the first two ball busters were good and then it yeah. started to just be like oh that's your stick especially when she was like well that's not how life works and it was like he, he well yeah because it was funny it was like she goes like what are you gonna do when times get tough like how are you gonna stay together or whatever and he's like well you do what you can you do your best you, you have the same commitments you don't and she's like that's not how life works and i was kind of thinking to myself like that's exactly how life works. What else do you have? Well, then? I was sort of like, that's exactly what I'm doing. Right. That's, that's all we have, right? All we have is like, just try. You I know? was talking to a friend who was worried about her. She's engaged and she was like, I'm, you know, I'm not a hundred, like, I don't know if I'm a hundred percent confident. And I was like, in what? Like the future? Right. She's like, yeah. And I was like, well, duh. No one is. And I was like, are you confident that like you want to make your future work with this guy? <coughs> yeah. She was like, yeah. And I was like, well, that's it that's all you have that's pretty much it because i was like it's not it's all going to be unpredictable but like but this was my i said it on me and Becca's me and becca's episode so i don't want to get too redundant with the whole greg thing i don't even want to go too far into it but it was simply like becca and i love each other and our and our like our relationship is our thing we both love each other we fight constantly but the reason it works is because we always want to repair right the fight you go in and then come there's out. never walking away is never on the table that's not an option we just both know exactly we're both very aggressive pushy dominant personalities so we're gonna fight that sure. is like an exact right we're combative we want to argue but there is never a thought that either one of us is leaving without resolving the situation and that's what just stood out to me in that whole thing yeah. it was like he's just like no i'm bags are packed fuck this i'm out and it was oh, you're like, about greg yeah. Anyway, that's well, my. Yeah, we'll get on into that because I do want. I do want to touch on it and, and discuss hit, it a little to, bit. But to her aunt's attitude on that, I'm like, what do you mean? What I think it was was a little bit of like I, I kind of at first I was like, geez, she's coming so hard for him, and then I just kind of realized it's probably a mixture of nerves on TV. So it's kind of like once you have a shtick a little bit, you're then like kind of leaning in and you you don't know how to let up on it. So I I, I bet it was one of those things of like. She kind of felt like she had to be the the bulldog in there, and then like once she did it, she like couldn't let off the gas a little bit. Yeah. Also, it felt a little bit like the old man taking you, taking you like taking the new boyfriend like with the shotguns, totally and being like, shh, shh, so what are your intentions with my daughter? So it 1, felt like the version of that. You know, See, it was you're just so good. 
what you're so good looking in between the lines like it just that. felt like she was trying to be the like the like you know like katie's dad's gone so it's like she was trying to fulfill that role so now i'll i'll be that person also guarantee you they're all sitting around having like cocktails beforehand and be like what are you going to be like when you come on yeah you know she was just like oh i'm gonna gonna go for his throat good cop bad cop and then she had to really commit to that role and then yeah so i think aunt lizzie went hard shit that was funny to me was he's telling blake's telling katie that he's nervous to go in there and she's like oh don't be nervous at all dude she did not warn him at all no and then in the in the little her little interview before she's like oh i'm terrified for blake yeah and i was like like, katie like he walked like he handled it so well he walked in there cold dude one of the many things that made me really impressed by him was like his ability to navigate that situation and then the fact that he didn't talk shit after the fact that he didn't go by the way your your aunt aunt is a ball buster dude she was clawing my eyes out he just was like yeah it was uh you know it was good we worked you know we talked about some tough questions and i'm like bro you are like solid he's impressed me through the whole thing the way he's navigated every scenario perfect when she told him just like he's like i imagine you're going through a lot and she tells him like what's going on he's like okay we're not going to throw people under the bus yes we're not even going to talk about this this and that he just said basically you know if i'm going to tell you it brought back to him well, I thought he did it really beautifully, actually, when he was like, look, like, this is the reason that word is so important to him. Yeah. And that he was like, just so you know, if I say it. Well, let's talk about that real quick, because I felt I like. I loved that. Well, what I thought about the whole thing was like, Blake crushed it for a couple reasons. Number one was when the Greg moment happened, when she told him that he was, that she was considering leaving after Greg left. And I go. Any guy who hears that is like going, wait a second. And now I'm second guessing everything because you must have loved Greg more than me because for you to think about leaving means that he was so powerful in your life, right? And what I thought was so impressive about Blake is that in the interview, he goes, that really kind of fucked me up and I was kind of like tweaked about it. And he did, he, he, did, he made out with her. And then after he made out with her, he told her he loved her. He said, I'm not afraid of the fact no. that you had feelings for another guy. I'm going to lean in all the way. And I'm going to tell you I love you. I'm going to make out with you. I'm going to give you confidence. And then I honestly think that was the linchpin. That was the moment she truly fell in love with him. You saw Because it. she goes, holy shit, you're a real man. She saw You yeah. handled all this. You dove in all the way. You did not run from your feelings. You did not run from the fact that you maybe felt insecure about the Greg situation. And then she goes, I can fall. I can, I can lean back on that. I can fall into that. And it's like, he took control, dude. Dude, it was, I mean. Which made Greg look even more like, a, like even more like a child. Well, It dude, was like highlighting. It was like, whoa. The other side that stood out to me was when he was like, he's like, I thought I had a pretty good understanding of like who Katie was and like the kind of guys that she likes and like what's standing out to her. And she's like, Greg was not high on my list of like, right. which brings up the thing of like, well, how is Greg with the guys? Right. Why does he think that? Right. Because he was like, those guys, it all made sense. He was like, I never pegged Greg to be like that deep well, under think, her skin. I think Greg plays the like, I don't know. I'm just, I don't, I don't what's going on? I mean, dude, you know I, I mean? don't know what to think about. Like, I don't know what to think about it. Like, I don't want to get too wrapped up in like the hearsay of like what well, I, uh, okay. the other stuff is. But <clears throat> so, I'm just like, all we have to go, all I have to go off of is like what I see on the show. You see? I think that's the best way to handle it is like, screw everything except just what I saw, what you see. And you guys talked about it, I know, last week a bunch. Here's my take on the whole situation. Because it's funny, while it was happening, I, I, I was seeing a couple people I know 
and I've experienced, and I've had friends who were dated these types of people. So it was like really clear to That's me what one of I was our seeing. Questions, isn't it? Oh, yeah, we'll get into it here. I'll we'll show get, you the questions. Sorry, but yeah, I just, I just we got questions coming up from the broads, but here was my take on it. It was cl- for me. I think he liked her a lot. That was the vibe I was getting. Whether he loved her or not, I don't know. But he was really. My thing was this. I think that Greg has a massive ego. And he was thrown off by the fact that he said something like, you know, I'm falling in love with you, whatever. And then she didn't reciprocate right away. She didn't give him the response he wanted immediately. I think he's not used to that. I think he's used to like telling a girl that he loves her or he likes her. And then they're like, oh, my God, thank you. Finally, I've been loving you forever. And he's used to just kind of being in that power position. I think she took the power back and just didn't say anything back to him. He panicked. And that's when you're real. When you panic, when things don't go right is when you show your true colors. That's when he goes, I'm going to start manipulating her, making her feel like shit. I'm going I'm to walk away dramatically. I'm going to grab my hair and go, I just can't. And then walk away and make you chase me. Like this is textbook trying to get the power back. So he lost power for a second. I think he thought he had it in the bag all the way. I think he thought there's no question. The second I say I love her, she's going to call the show off. She's going to come with me and it's over. The second that didn't happen, instead of being a man and being like, whoa, okay, that's a lot to handle. I, I do love you. I was expecting a little bit more, but let's work through this. He just goes, I got to pull the shoot. He did the like, right as, he, this wasn't happening, but it was the concept of like, before you can break up with me, I break up with you, even though I didn't want to break mm-hmm. up. And that was the whole thing to me. That's why he left. That's why the whole thing was like, I'm going to pull the shoot before I could be in danger. Because if he actually did care about her, he would have fought through it. He would have talked. He would have said, why didn't that happen? Can we work through this? But the fact that he just bailed shows that it was all about his ego and his pride in the way he looked. It was super weird. The whole thing was like, I, it was just all weird. And like, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, like I, I had the same take in different words, right. but it's all, it's all the same. It's a panic button Even with friends who have dated people where it's like, the second the person feels like they're unsure, instead of being mature enough to go, I still like you. I'm still in this. Everything you've shown me says it, but because I just didn't re- receive the exact response I liked, I am going to burn the fucking house down. And that's what he did. He's I'm going to light the whole thing on fire so that I can say I on my terms instead of just being like, let's maturely talk through this. And like he literally panicked and, you know, you can see that like he's just not used to being in a position where he has to be humble. No. And so that was actually, so the, one of the questions that stood out to mm. me when I was coming yeah, over. Yeah, those aren't the questions here. I'll give us the questions. Oh yeah, that's definitely not. But the question I was looking for was one was like, it was about us or people we know handling situations in, a, in this way. Um, oh, examples of toxic traits you have had in past relationships and what you've done or are working to change it. Yeah. I, for some reason, thought of like, oh, or people you know. Fuck, I mean, like you're saying you've still, you've noticed toxic traits in like friends. Oh, big I've time. I've definitely seen this. I mean, more, more the one that I've seen in friends that like I haven't been, you know, there's like very few. I mean, I definitely have friends who are guilty of doing this shit. I can't say like, I mean, I'm, I've definitely been guilty of doing these same things. Like, you know, I was never really in a committed relationship until my situation with Becca, which has been like forced me to go through like a lot of self-reflection and like understanding what my go-to defense mechanisms are. And it's literally like, I think the only time that I get into this, like 
into a, like a gaslight is when I forget that we have something planned. <laughs> right. And, well, and you didn't she's tell like, me. Yeah, she's right. like, I told you. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Right. Like you just, you just think you did. And then you play the like, whose memory's better and then it's like, yeah. And it's like, okay, whatever. We just like clearly didn't. Anyway, I don't know. Like my toxic trait would have just ever been like pretty much ambivalence to the situation. I remember like one relation, one thing that's standing out was like a girl that I was clearly into and she wanted things to go like she wanted like a commitment out of me. And I was like, no. And I remember being like, do you know, like, I'm just not into that. And she was like, yeah, you are. And I was like, no, right. I'm no, being honest. I'm not. And yeah. then she was like, yes, you are. You're just afraid. Mm. You're just afraid to do it. And then I remember being like, no, now I'm just afraid of you and this whole thing. And it was like, no, like we're not, I'm not going into a committed relationship. Yeah. But I remember like that was pretty much like as bad as things got on my end. Otherwise it was basically like I was definitely in the camp of like show a lot of interest at first. And then if I realized I wasn't into a girl, I would pull back. Yeah. But it was never like, I never ghosted anybody, but I would just suddenly be like, you know, like I'm just not, I would pretty much just pull the plug and be like, look, I'm just really not into it. It was like more harsh cutoff. It's all defense mechanisms to me. Like what you're saying of like Greg wanting to take the power back is still like how he chose to try and go about that is a, it's an emotional defense tool that he's like, you know, I think he liked feeling like I know I'm the one that's got this. I think he felt deep down, like none of the guys have a chance. And so he, and I was able to do it effortlessly. So I think the, that moment got flipped on its head when she didn't say, I love you back to him. And then he literally just went full panic. And he's like, well, you, I broke, I broke up with you. Like that was like his thing. And, but except through manipulation, like it was so dr- I was watching this and I was like, dude, you're a grown man storming out and then sitting like outside. Like if you really wanted to storm out, fucking leave, dude. Hop her. on the plane. But like he's like, he's like, no. And he's all like, and she's like on her knees, basically being like, what? Let's talk. And he's like, he no, keeps turning away from her, dude. And then like during the, you can't make up for what you did. Yeah. And then during the reunion, the final end, he's like, he was he was so full of shit because he was like, I didn't want you to say you loved me, and I didn't want giving ultimatum, and I didn't need you to stop your journey then. And she goes, so what did you want? He's like, well. I wanted all those things. I wanted things. all those things, actually. And if you didn't give it to me, then I, then you're an and asshole. She's like, and and like, I gave it every single week, more so than anyone else ever got. Yeah. And you can watch all of it. I loved all those moments. The shit that, you know, what really pisses me off right now is there's like a lot of, there's a lot of like the, a redemption story for Greg going around right now that mm. I'm sort of like, after the final rose is that moment. Right. And if you double down the on fi- your actions, rose, yeah. after watching it, when that person is sitting there listening to you double the fuck down and then only after America reams your fucking ass for your rude ass behavior. Then all of a sudden you're, now you you're like, you know, tone? now that I've thought about it, I'm like, bullshit, dude, that's the biggest bullshit alert ever. And be like, everyone should not fall for this. This is literally things of like, it's, it's just like, it's just like deny, deny, deny until you're caught completely red-handed and then you try and change your story. But well, it's like, well, dude, it's like if you you're did- fucking marching to the same fucking tune this whole time until everyone starts criticizing you and you start losing out on opportunities and realize you're about to be blacklisted, then you're suddenly like... Like if you really, yeah, if you really are thoughtful and sad about it, you would have done it like after a week or something, maybe a couple of days, but not yeah. like months later when like it's over and then... 
you're just yeah in the public eye it's, it's definitely anyone, classic like it's classic because so, so i've been around friends like that too those same toxic people i know who dated like my friends or like were the same ones that would do the most outlandish crazy manipulative shit make them feel horrifically bad about themselves and then apologize to all the friends because yeah. because they knew how they looked and so they're embarrassed about the way they look and then they do it again of course in two weeks because that's what they who that's who they are or that's what that's how they act but it's always like, why are you apologizing to me? Because I saw it. Because I saw you guys in the corner fighting at the party. And you did all that crazy, manipulative, horrible shit. And now you're apologizing to me. It's like, I know what's really going but on But like, like, listeners should not be fooled by this crap. It's like, right. literally, this person doesn't feel remorse for their actions until there's actual consequence on their life right. happening. So, like, he didn't feel bad for Katie when she had to sit and watch all that over again. He said he had zero, zero regrets, wouldn't change anything. And he said that to her face and then laughed in her face when she was talking about like how hurt she was. And people are saying that she overreacted in that. She's so hurt by what happened. Of course, she's overreacted because he's laughing in her face on TV when she's trying to stand up for herself. It's like, I I don't like, I get worked up over this kind of stuff and I'm just sort of like, I don't know. And I'd hope that he finds like, I really do like the end of the day, like he should not be like, I don't think he should lose job opportunities over this. No, no, it should be like this isn't like a cancelable thing. No, or not cancelable. This isn't like a ruin your life thing. This is just a hey, you that was a scumbag move. What I think is like what we're getting really passionate about is like we both have two women who are pointing out to us constantly like male toxicity and sort of like societal acceptance, historical societal acceptance of like how massaged we are to accept shit like this. And when we see it on this kind of level and see people like that, the camp is so split. It's like concerning to be like, wow, we really are groomed to just accept bullshit like this all the time, especially women. Like this is like, apparently it seems like par for the course for a lot of women's like relationships is like dating immature, shitty guys who handle who handle criticism this way but it's like reality when you you listen listen to the words she said she nailed every point perfectly and i thought the number one takeaway the number one point was if you truly loved me you wouldn't have left yeah which is like so true it's like no after she's like you've been my number one choice week after week after week after week and he made it some weird like you're playing a game and she's like, like yeah it's using verbiage fucking bachelor that's another thing that too. you signed it's up like, for. welcome to like this isn't an actual like normal situation so like when she says words like you're my number one choice like you wake, signed wake up dude you signed up for it well that's where the ego came in well that's what i'm saying is like right now like if you listen to anything giving him an opportunity to have like an alternate narrative it's too little too late in my opinion yeah it's kind of like you got busted cheating and then you apologized after like the person you cheated with called your partner <laughs> and you're like okay i guess i thanks for the apology but at this point like okay broads back Again, let's talk fashion. Fashion, fashion. fashion. It's moving just way too quickly. What's cool today won't be cool tomorrow. And, you know, half of the stuff will last a single cycle in the washing Mm. machine. And, you know, I know that it can't always be realistic for everyone's wardrobe to consist of only handmade or thrifted or luxury. I mean, mine certainly isn't. But you've got to start somewhere. And for me, that's with my everyday handbag. When it comes to the classics, 
Kuyana is our go-to. Oh my gosh. I use my classic structured leather tote from Kuyana every single day. If you've got kids at home, you know how much stuff you need to bring for even a quick trip to the store. That's why I use my Kuyana the most. It's super roomy. It also has pockets for all your smaller things like phone, keys, and it's made with luxurious luxurious Italian leather. So while the inside might be stuffed to the top with diapers and apple slices, the outside looks super chic and stylish. Mm -hmm. And no matter how many times you lose it on the floor of your car or a park bench or the bottom of a grocery cart, uh, Kuyana bags are made to last. The quality is seriously incredible. Um, the bags are a perfect bag for every day because they go with everything. They're simple but elevated and classic but still stylish. I mean, it's kind of everything you could want from a bag. Becca and I love that classic leather tote. Uh, but be sure to check out all of their amazing products like their backpacks, travel pouches, all of it. Kuyana never goes on sale. But as a special offer, our listeners receive 10% off your first order of over $150 plus free shipping. Visit kuyana.com slash chatty to get your individual code. That's spelled, listen up, C-U-Y-A-N-A.com slash chatty. Start shopping fewer and better at kuyana.com slash chatty. Broads, I'm ashamed to admit that every single year since, I don't know, maybe I was in my early 20s, I have made a uh, have a learn a new language on my new year's resolution list and every single year I make it to maybe the second week in January before I quit in my head it's such an amazing goal but the execution of it is always just too difficult or too overwhelming I know you all have tried to learn French after watching some cool indie movie too it's okay you can admit it this is a safe space <laughs> it's safe here and you know what with the help of Babel this could be your year. I've been there. I've been <laughs> where, where been where you're talking about. But I do think Babbel is onto something because instead of trying to d dive headfirst into a new language, which, which can be really overwhelming and frankly disappointing, Babbel gives you bite-sized 15-minute lessons. They focus on practical real-world conversations. And so with Babbel, you'll learn things you can actually use in everyday life or while traveling abroad. So it's very practical. So practical. There are 14 different languages to choose from, like Spanish, French, Italian, German. And their speech recognition technology really helps you focus on the way you pronounce your words and your accent, which for me is always the most mm. challenging part. I love that part of Babbel. Um, I was actually working on my Spanish lessons in the airplane on my little Okay. Yeah, I'm trying out here. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. So that's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com, use promo code chatty. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, promo code chatty for an extra three months free. Um. Okay, I, I do want to talk about this because I just it was something I thought about. Justin, the poor guy. I mean, the poor guy just got... What's the classic saying? It's like, the opposite of good is not evil. It's indifference. And, Bro. It was, and it was just like, dude, he just got like, I honestly think that Katie, Blake, Greg, and the whole production at some point were just like, oh, fuck. Why did Justin Ooh, Has not, anyone checked in on Justin? <laughs> like, they why forgot he was there, dude. Why did he not get like, offered The Bachelor? I know. Maybe he will be. People get certain narratives and edits. Typically, they reward the person who got robbed from an opportunity with a new opportunity and if i've ever seen a contestant get robbed in like the two years that i've now started watching this show justin got fucking robbed bro he got worse than robbed 
he got forgotten about completely. Like literally when he popped up on the screen again, I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot he was in the No, show. you're like, who? Who's still I thought, here? I thought it was just Blake and Greg at this point. Like, well, dude, I mean, Blake. Because then she literally just walks and goes, hey, by the way, like, so sorry. It's been crazy the past couple of weeks. Like, you can go home now. Like, yeah. it was literally like, I'm sure you assumed like, we're not doing this thing because I don't even talk to you or no one's even like put a camera in front of your face in like five days. So I assumed, you know, but like, by the way, like. You were right, but it's yeah, like it seemed almost like that. And let's also give a round of applause for the way that man handled. Oh my! His rejection. Dude, that was un unreal, unreal, unreal. Un- like the, like he got completely forgotten about. Up to no guy. one's fault, but like, and he just was like, "It's tough to hear." Like, okay. Holy shit! Yeah, and he's just like, you know, you've made me a better person. I've grown from this experience. You'll always be a friend. I thank you for that. He could have been like, fuck you for wasting my time. Like, screw this whole show. This whole experience was like, what am I doing here? I mean, this is also like a COVID thing. So this dude's been isolated for three months to make it to the very end. And everything got upheaved at the end. Dude, his his hometowns was like so hard for him because dude, his parents clearly- come. Dude, it was, that like, was heavy. By dude, the way. I was like, I was, I was like feeling for him. Me and Becca were talking about it because I was like, your parents would have done the exact same thing, except that like you didn't have to get there. They didn't come. No, they dude. wouldn't have come. You don't think? No, her parents because were not of the gonna, religious side of parents, things or whatever. They just think it's a joke. So they were like, yeah, I mean, this is like some other stuff, but yeah, her parents were pretty much like her dad was like, I'll refuse to be there. I'm not gonna do it. That's what he said. Yeah. Whoa. not going to do it, not going to participate in it. And he's like, if they come to Fresno, like you and your friends can show them around. They can meet your friends. If your sister wants to be on it, whatever. Oh like my. they were like me and your mother aren't going to be on the show. And so it was like, you know, I felt for him in that. And like, I also, it was just interesting. Like, but I think a lot of people can say that that's what they're going to do in the situation. And then who knows when there's like actual cameras and the whole production team knocking on your door. He had his friends come on, which was cool. But it's like the the end of the show for Justin was rough, just rough. And when you see him handle that, like chin up. Dude, he he took everything right on the chin. And then when you see him confront Katie, he can't even talk to her for 15 seconds without just like, he's still so emotionally invested in that thing. And it's like, dude, yeah, that's. When he when he's saying that he doesn't use that word lightly and he doesn't open up often, he really did, and that's when you see like he's taxed by it. He's a, he's still being taxed by it. Yeah, you know, and like that to me is like if you want to judge, like if you want to look at like judging emotions or like investment, it's like do a comparative analysis right there of like. Greg doesn't feel any remorse no. for the situation. Justin opened up in there and he's like, he's playing the same exact cards. Like I don't open up to people. It's not my suit. My friends will admit that it's not what I do. And we had his friends saying all that. Mm. And then the dude is like torn up and can't even look her in the face without breaking down. Cause heavy, he still has dude. so much feelings for her. It was really heavy. The versus a guy who just laughs in her face and goes, <laughs> Oh, you're going to play that card, are you? Um, I would like to think that I would do better. I hope I'm never in that kind of position. You never really know how you're going to react until you're put in that shit. But God damn it, I hope I'm in Justin or fucking Blake's camp. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where all, we're all guilty of doing shitty things at shitty times and, you know, being manipulative or being whatever. But 
I think the main difference is like, those are just moments in time. It's the fact that he, that we just left. And then you have Justin there, who's just like an absolute gem handling it like a champ. But it was brutal to see. I did feel for the guy. I was like, oh, bro, you just, you're like, you're so gone. Like, you're not even in the conversation you didn't anymore. You not even realize. And that's where the show's so ruthless, is you see him gearing up to go into that. And he's like, I'm ready. And then she's like, why didn't she jump into my arms? Mm-hmm. You could just see that in his eyes. Like, well, that was a weird. She's like, I want to talk. He's like, okay. But it was, but you know, though, right? He had to have known immediately. Like, you didn't jump into my arms and you want to talk right away. Like, okay, this is over. But think about him. Think about him sitting in his room for weeks, not knowing what's going on behind the scenes. I have no idea what's going on with Blake. Just, but you're just kind of noticing, like, I haven't really had much time with her. And camera crews, I think the camera, I, I bet my biggest, like, hint would be the camera crews. Like, no one's been around me for, like, days. <laughs> like, no one's asking me. I've Blake's done seven interviews. I've done one. Like, wait, what the fuck's going on for over real? there? You know what I mean? You just kind of know at some point, like, no one's thinking about me over here, which shows that like some shit's going on over there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What would, be just ad- like... what would be advice we have? Okay. So a couple, a couple, let's do a couple broad questions while we're in this. Let's do this. Um, okay. This is a good one. Who do you think Becca or Jess would pick from the contestants this season? If they were Katie. If they were Katie, who would Becca or Jess pick? Oh my god. Eric. Who Eric? <laughs> Fuck you. Um, I was like, who's Eric? <laughs> Eric um, with a K, dude. Right, God. Um who seems like a nice guy. I like don't want to say bad things no, in case uh, no, he's no, no, listening. Course, I'm just like, dude, like honestly, this is it's all fun and games. Whatever. It is all time. fun and games. It's just not something like I wish I didn't. I listened to it because I would like made like a thing in the comments of like. Yeah, this is bullshit. It is bullshit. Yeah, right, right, right. Because right, it right. fucking is bullshit. Can I have another beer? Yeah, hell yeah. That's why I brought them, buddy. Uh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also just like whatever. I don't know. Like ultimately, like I don't really care. Like I said, it's nice to know that she's picking dudes that I'm like I would want to be his. Yeah, friend. no, that's it, it's good. It's good. Okay, so what do you think? Okay, I think so. Guys, wise. Okay, who do you think Jess would wind up with? I think Blake's definitely one of them. That's the time. top on my list. Too. Yeah, because when I look look at Blake and think about him, I'm like that, that makes sense. Um, and then Justin's another one. I think he's like first of all, just the way he looks looks alone. I think Jess like crushes on him big time. He's chill. He's cool. He's like laid back. So I think that like that would just be an easy one. That like he's very. I love the expressive. He, he's takes. laid back, but he's kind of funny and he's quirky. But he's also just chill. He's super good looking. It's just like okay, of course. You know what I actually really loved. Sorry, she to absolutely would not be with Greg though. Like that's aside from just the fact. Like I could see a lot of girls actually liking Greg before everything went down. Like I get that thing. But the Justin and Blake, I honestly would think would be the main. I could see myself him. liking Greg before mm-hmm. seeing that side mm-hmm. of him. Um. Which isn't irreparable, I want to say. Like, I really hope he takes this as, like, a growth moment to yeah. be like, dude, that's the kind of stuff, like, you should be talking to people yeah, about. Just... But anyway. Um, what do you think for Rebecca? Dude, Blake is a top. I mean. Honestly, Blake's just a top dude. Oh I God, think we can just agree that our girls would definitely be with Blake. He's, like, absolutely showed himself as, like, a top-notch guy. Yeah, I think Becca would have a really soft spot for the um, dad. Michael. Yeah. He was great. Becca kept at the end. She was like, he gets hotter and hotter and hotter. Interesting. 
which I thought was really funny. I, well, and I think he actually got hotter. Like he, he's like he's had a little facial hair. He like a little tan over like the mm-hmm. the course of like the season. He started looking hotter. Mm-hmm. I started noticing that. I like I like noted it. I was like he's looking better. But honestly, out of all the other guys, none of them were. Uh, they just really like they weren't. They I want to say the term mature enough, mm, mm. but they just really weren't for Becca. Here's a question. Who out of the season would you want to have on the podcast? Ooh, that's a really good one. Fuck, dude. I sort of would want to have... I know um, who I want. Who do you want to have Hunter. on? Hunter. I was about to say Hunter, Hunter would be dude. so funny. I want Hunter because Hunter can laugh at himself. Like, there's been some interactions with him and, like, our our camp over here. And, like, the dude's funny, dude. And the guy's like... I like people that can just joke about themselves, make fun of themselves. What are like, these interactions? Well, I think he's just interacted, like... uh like on comments or like whatever. And I think he, I think he's like made comments about the podcast and stuff. And he went on Jess's live the other day. Like really? Yeah. He like tuned in and was just like, yo, what up? And so she tagged him in and like they were joking around. Like, I think he's just a homie. I think he's cool. I think like, that's so funny. I think he can play with it. And so, well, cause uh, he's also a fan of the show. That's what I mean. And I think he like, he can, the fact that he got roasted hard for some of those moments he had and stuff. And I just feel like people were just like, they were making fun of his height constantly. They were ruthless with him. Yeah. And I just feel a little bit like, if you can take it on the chin like that, you're like a hang. Yeah. So I felt like I want him on the show. If if there's, I know he's probably going on like uh, um, paradise and stuff, but maybe I mean, like, I obviously want Blake on the show. Oh, that would be, that's obviously like, that'd be yeah. great. But I think we have a better time with Hunter. I think Hunter's like a better hang. I think we could bust his balls and have fun with him. I think you're right. And there's more to talk about. Like, cause he had a bunch of like hiccups and shit on this, on the, on the season. He also just seems like somebody who's like, he's gonna have, you're gonna have a good time with him. Yeah. He's just, he's just chilling. Who, who else though? Who else would just be chilling? Everybody was just got so worked up all the time that I was either like, either people had like real superiority complexes. Yeah. Like Connor had like such, he, he was just so like. Connor bothered you? He's the teacher, right? Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, he bothered me. He rubbed okay. me the wrong way. I like it. All right. Okay. I don't know. Oh, it was you know just who, like the... You know who I would love to have? Because there's a difference between... He acted so above everything. Oh, interesting. That bothered me. I during don't like, fi- that. I don't like the, highbrow shit. During the mentel all? Or just in general? During the mentel all, he acted like really high, high above everybody. It was just... And then when he got in his seat, it was just like, I don't know. Playing on the same jokes. The cat thing just really fucking irked me. I'm like, how many times are we going to bring it back to this? Sure. The the song stuff, the like constant attention on it was like, dude, you're as much of an attention whore as the rest of these I guys. I think he liked it. I mean, he's he like a singer-songwriter too, attention. so like, let's be real. He's definitely out there like vibing. Yeah, he's you know? trying to vibe. So that stuff was, to me was like, okay. That bothered you? Um, yeah. Which is, who's, you know, the, who's the it's motivational speaker? The uh, dude I was gonna say he would again? be hilarious to have on. What is his name, dude? He was a trip. Um, anyway, oh the motivational speaker. God. So there's two. Uh, there are two types of people I love in this world. I can't. I think of his name. I'm blanking too. Carl. Carl. So there's two types of people I love in this world. Carl. People that I vibe with, and number two is characters. Characters can be assholes. They can be nice. They can be weird. They can be everything. I love characters, though, because I love people that are just living outside of everyone else's world. So like Victoria, like those type of people that just don't 
they don't play by the same rules as every other human. They live outside weirdly. Like they've somehow just been okay with living outside of that world. They're okay with everyone thinking they're crazy. They're okay with just like obscurity. And so someone like Carl, I would love to get him on and just be like, and start like asking questions that get him worked up. And I just love those type of people. I love people that you can just set up to like go. The whole, the way he turned his arc into a like I told you so yeah situation was so funny beyond bananas it was banana land when they're like he's like of course I'm talking about Thomas and it's like what the fuck are you smoking dude and then all the guys were like but you said there was multiple guys and it's like he's he's just making it up on the spot dude at one point he stands up like he addresses the crowd his address to his voice you're doing a really good impression and everyone's like what are you doing man like no one's why the crowd this isn't an interaction thing you're not at a seminar he's just like hey can we all just agree guys (laughs) listen guys I made a mistake my bad like it was just like so corny it was like oh my god bro like are you trying to sell a seminar to, at a Marriott hotel you know conference room C like it felt very weird you know who I'd want to have okay so in the world of people I want to have on our podcast is actually um, the why can't I think of her name the co-host's husband fiance oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you mean Caitlin's fiance yeah yeah he seems like a cool guy he has a financial podcast. Yeah, he's I like guess. a finance finance guy. We should talk to him. We should see if he wants to go golfing. I'm so down. He seems like a lot of fun. Let's do a golfing episode, with right? Him. That'd be really fun. I'm just like you know, whatever. We're trying to think about who we want to have a guest on. I think he'd be. I think I'd vibe with him. I think it'd be a vibe. He seems cool. He seems really chill. Yeah, yeah. They seem funny together. Every time I see like them together, they're laughing. They do like, seem very funny together. I know me and him would vibe. He seems chill. He's like chill, bro. Yeah, he just uh, pretty much. He's hanging. But yeah, I like his vibe a lot. He seems like a Who cool else guy. would be good? Obviously, Tyler. I mean, dream guest. I don't understand why he's so... Why is he so... He's aloof? unreachable. He's so... Well, he's too famous. He's got books and... He's got books in Target. He's just what fucking mean, super dude? famous now, dude. It's bullshit. I he, just we're not getting through. He's we need trying to, get to play we, hard to get. I think so. And Bronze, I think are you guys even doing your jobs out there? I've seen so many, like, comments and, like... And it's just... Seriously? He's just impenetrable. At just silent? Point. Fuck that. Double I down. Know, double down. Me and you need Toiler. to get on there. Toiler. We need to get him before he becomes The Bachelor. Because once well, he becomes The Bachelor, then it's... It's, it's, impossible. it's impossible it's also like uh, the girls are blacklisted by abc so there's no way we're gonna get him for like two years after he's the bachelor no they're gonna lock his which ass point down it'll be irrelevant we honestly we, he owes us because we're keeping him relevant by how often we bring him up let me tell you this we will be here far after all these people's relevancy runs for out. real i just want to have him on and we could shotgun some beers drink some brass monkey we should have drink 40s with him we'll drink we'll do we should golf and drink. We should golf while playing Edward's 40 hands. I'm so down. And I don't know. <laughs> maybe Edward's, maybe Edward's, we just do one. How do we do that? Maybe do one on the left and then we use our ha- right hand to play golf. <laughs> I need the club duct taped yeah. too. I don't we know how I do duct tape it to his spilling beer everywhere. <laughs> Did you ever play that? Oh yeah. And you have to like, but the only way you do it though, you have to, you have to duct tape the beers <clears throat> up. You, instead you of down someone, so the beers would be coming mean? up and then you have so you could play and then you have to drink it like this who's <laughs> <laughs> like i never so i i am so thankful that i never got suckered into having 240s duct taped on my hands mm. i never played that yeah i don't think i ever did either i mean i saw it a million times but i don't think i actually you saw ever. it i never saw anyone doing it I think it. Well, i think at this point like i think it was kind of like a 90s thing and then i think for us it was like someone did it 
you know, someone would do it because it was a thing, but I don't think it was like, it wasn't like a part of my life or a part of my ki- my friend's lives. It was like someone did it because it was like, dude, what's that game? I But yeah. it wasn't like, that's what we do. I think it was before our time. We were definitely into, um, we were lucky. I mean, well, maybe, you know, this is sort of, this is contested waters here. Mm. A lot of my friend's parents bought us kegs when we were oh, in high school. Not my world. So we had... Um, we had a lot of keg parties and that was uh, my first keg stand. My friend's mom held my feet. Stop. Yeah. That's like, what is that movie? I think I was like 16. She held my feet up. That's like, um, every time I think about it, I think of like Legally Blonde. Is that the one where like the mom is? Yeah. The mom's trying to be best friends. Like yeah. The mom's trying to be like. No, Mean she's Girls. Like, she's learning all the yeah, dance yeah, yeah, moves. That's what it yeah. is. Mean Girls. Not, not, not Legally Blonde. Mean Girls. Like that's a Mean Girls mom. Okay. So I have a question for you because I had some friends that were like that with parents, but in general, like we were all just on our own. So while all the friends are there just getting shit faced, falling over, partying, hooking up in the bedrooms, where are the parents? So that's a, that's a really good question. I will say none of my friends... In my mind, none of my friends' parents were like that mom in Mean Girls, like that parody. But I mean, um, what's a we parody? Were, but like, if they were just being chill parents or whatever, what, like if you like, cause you said a lot of parents were in their room watching TV, so they're upstairs. But but isn't it downstairs just going like, and like loud as fuck, and everyone's bit, going crazy? A little bit. I mean, they'd come in and check out on everybody. Um, there was a uh, God. It's uh. Yeah, I mean, they were around, like, I think, so my friend's parents had the attitudes of, you're going to do this anyway. Right, that was the, that was the, that was the I would argument. Rather you, I would rather you do it here where I can keep an eye on you Safe. than out and about. And like, Grant, like, I don't know how it's been exaggerated or like how, how it's been portrayed. I mean, it was like, yeah, we were allowed to do a lot of crazy things, but like, ultimately it wasn't. To me, it was like we were allowed to smoke pot and drink beer in our friend's backyard. And like we certainly weren't drinking beer on like a, well, we were drinking beers on weeknights, but that was certainly without parents' permission. But it was sort of like, okay, a friend's birthday party. We're getting drunk anyway. Sure, sure. So and it was never, like, it was never well, we'll crazy. You, what do you want? They're like, we'll throw a party at our house. What do you want? You want a keg? Like, we'll go get you a keg. Cool. And it was sort of like, in my mind, it was like, I don't know. I mean, it's a whole weird attitude. It's a whole different world. A lot of people think it's fucking crazy. I, 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 I don't know what I would do as a parent at this point, but like... I've thought about this. I've thought about my upbringing, which was very strict and very conservative, not like yours. And so I've seen both sides. Well, I think for me, it always comes down to mystery. Like kids are mystified by things they can't do. So as long as you destroy the mystery... I think it takes away the need to like burn the shit down. So it's like all the kids that I knew that were, were the most restricted went the craziest because they were the most mystified by the mystery of the party. Everyone I knew who were kind of like given free reign to some extent or not free reign, but like weren't ever made to feel bad. They always just had a nice balance. So it's like for me with Ember, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm going to be the one that's like buying kegs, but I definitely will be the one that like, at 12 years old is like not afraid to talk to her about like drinking or like what it is. Or like if she asks about drugs when she's 15 to be like, Oh yeah, I'll talk about it. Experiences I've had and talk about this and that not be like, Oh, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like I'll just, I want to get rid of the mystery. So that if she wants to try something later in life, she does it in a responsible way. And she's not doing it in some sort of like, fuck my conservative situation. Yeah. You well, know, see, so my parents, what I think of what I want to clear the room on, my parents were not, my parents were drug testing me. 
I was getting I was getting taken by my by my junior year. My parents' rule was until you turn 18, it's our problem. When you turn 18, it's your problem Got because it. you can get arrested. Mm. And they were like, so if that you're going to make shitty life decisions and you're going to like risk that's that, on that's you. on you. They were like, until it's on you, it's on us. And we're going to do everything we can to stop you from making that stuff. My mom would pick me up on like a Wednesday and I would go get my fucking blood tested. Because of, for weed? Yeah. She would take me in. <laughs> she would take me in and I'd get my blood drawn and they'd get my blood tested which I got so used to getting drug testing that she thought the blood testing was more hardcore. But I, fa- I fucking, dude, I had to research all this shit. I actually preferred the blood because it had nothing to do with anything other than your body's like actual filtering cycle, like your blood filtering. So like if you smoke weed, it's going to clear out of your system within 24 to 48 hours. But if you pee, then it's, you pee, then it's much 10 more. days, 10 days to two weeks, unless you're sweating like fucking crazy. So they were more concerned. So you better believe my ass was in the YMCA fucking sauna, like sweating. every other day chugging fucking gallons of cranberry juice and like all kinds of shit. Anything I could read on the internet of like, how do you get it out of a pee test? I would get grounded for like month and a half at a time. For, but for then testing of course, positive? Yeah, but then, of course, I'm selling all my friends' weed. I was fucking stealing my parents' cars. I was fucking doing all... And, I was doing everything. And did they... Everything to give them proper reason to be concerned about me. Okay, so it, was, it, was, it wasn't that they were so obsessed with weed. It was more that you were living a lifestyle that concerned them, so they wanted weed to figure out the, ways of locking it weed down. Weed was the first thing that started like a really big conflict between me and my parents. They really didn't want, they thought smoking weed was like, my, I mean, look, my parents are, my parents are thespians. My mom majored in choreography from NYU. She was a dance major wow. in the eighties in New York. She was partying at studio 50 fucking yeah, whatever so, it is so what every their, weekend. Did they just have fear Their that? experience with drugs was casualties. Friends going sure, way too the hard. the 80s and stuff, yeah. Crazy ass casualties. Really freaked out by like a, like a laissez-faire attitude towards this stuff. And they were really freaked out by like the general... Ad- I mean, the parents were raised in Indiana. Very freaked out by like the attitude of a lot of my friend's parents that were like California born and raised of like fucking smoke weed. Like who cares? Like it's not, it's not going to ruin your life. And it's not going to ruin your life fucking get high if you're neuro- if you're fucking anxious yeah. try it i but just like, think yeah it's it's so interesting how we all try to figure out how to do it and especially back then too before we had a lot of education like our parents didn't have as much education yeah, my, about I mean, all that stuff my parents are i mean you hear my mom when she's on the thing she's crazy she brings us the shit up still she's super defensive about like yeah. she's like we were not relaxed and it's like true my parents were not relaxed my friend's parents were super relaxed and that was like eye-opening to me in terms of stuff of like these narratives of like, oh, drugs are going to ruin your life and it's going to ruin your ability to be successful and be like, you know, follow through and like have hopes and dreams and like be able to pursue stuff. And I'm like, dude, these people are running businesses extremely, they're all executives, extremely successful. And they're just like, yeah, it's just, you handle your shit. You can have fun. Well, yeah, I think that too, a parenting thing is weird because it's like people get really caught up on like telling your kids they can't do things. And I think the key is not telling your kids they can't do things. It's educating them about what it is. Totally. So it's like once you realize what it is, it's no longer interesting most of the time. Well, yeah. Right? Like if you were, if you tell a kid you can't do blow, you if you do that, you're grounded for a month. Now you're like, oh, what's blow like? It must be legendary because my parents are so scared of it. 
You know, but if you're like, oh, this is kind of what it's like, and this is what I did it, and sometimes it's fun, and sometimes it's kind of actually things you got to be really careful. And here's how it works, and here's how dangerous it is. And by the way, when you're getting it from some random friend, it can be laced with like really bad shit that could kill you. So like, you know, it's it's just really like sketchy. But like, you know, like once you talk to them like that, then they're gonna be like, whoa, all also, right, maybe I won't fuck around with that. It's almost like pregnancy too. It's like, don't do not have sex with your boyfriend. But if you just show them what it's like to have a child, what you show them what it's like, to, and then you're all of a sudden like shit i don't want to get pregnant you know what i mean and it's like you're like okay i'm gonna be a little bit more responsible now it's like people don't respect kids people think they're just dumb idiots who don't know anything it's like you make them dumb idiots by not respecting them and it's like everything in my life that i've ever not been never not did was because i was like educated on it and i was like told like oh yeah here's how it is and you can do it if you want but here's the thoughts and here's the, the, the pros and the cons and then once you weigh them out you go ah, never mind i'm not into it anymore yeah i mean i wouldn't have been able to say it any better but everything I wanted to do in life was like, what? Because I will what's, say, what's that I was about? the kid who was like, my dad was like, don't touch this frying pan. It's really hot. And he said, there's like true story. He was just like, you looked me straight in the eye and was like, boom, put the, put your hand right on the hot frying pan, burn the fuck out of my hand. And he was like, wow, Ruth, <laughs> I have a dumbass kid. Ruth is the exact same. She's got that just way. like, no, she just is, you tell me I can't, I'm doing it. She challenges, dude. She is a challenger. Well, dude, both her parents are like that. Yeah. Right? You guys is you guys is whole like you guys are second. so like like that. So it's like it makes sense. You guys are independent and you're free thinkers. So it's like it makes sense that you had a kid like that. Dude. Oh my God. We were like, we had two easy babies, and I'm just like, I am dreading their teenage years. Mm. I am very much They're like, we made it easy for you for the first two because you're gonna pay for the next boarding 15. school, dude. <laughs> you're going away. Military school already. I don't I don't know. Some school where they're not around me. Yeah. No, I mean it's funny. For their own sake. I, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to go through the fucking angst of like being like, you're dressed like what? Going where? Right. You're going thing. with who? You're hanging out with that kid again? That kid's a piece of shit. And just like doing like, I don't want you hanging out with that friend. And doing the same shit my parents did of like approving who you can and can't hang out with. And of course, like the kids that they're like, you're not allowed to hang out with that person. Well, guess what? That's my best friend. Right. Right. Be like, I don't want to have any shit to do with that. I don't want to fall. Down. I don't want to see myself going down those pathways. Yeah, I think the key is is to set them up for success and then just wish them the best, right? Dude, could you God, dude, what social media would do to parenting now? I don't even want to think about it. That's what I'm saying, dude. Boarding school. Just let someone else pay someone to handle that problem. Be like, well, I mean, I'll pay. Exactly. Someone what I'm fix saying. this. I'll be fix there. Fix my mess ups. I'm gonna be there for three more years and then it's boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> boarding school at like five yeah sorry to ship shape bro. <laughs> five to 18 hey good luck uh, yo it's really sick they have horses i'll send the check yeah i'll see you there yeah I'll I'll, there's you. horses there's good food don't you stress know, you won't you miss two me weeks out of, see you two weeks out of the summer you come home for come home for the holidays and you know otherwise you're on your own kid me and evan will be on the it's golf a hard course world. it's a hard world i'm gonna be on the golf course thinking about you me and evan will be on the golf course the the reception's spotty mm-hmm hopefully so i'll be on the right hole that has this lose, reception if we lose connection and we're playing phone tag just know it's not because i don't not miss personal. you it's just because it's it's spotty is bad connections bad zone hole one through 16 is bad so yeah. you can catch me on 17 and 18 we'll be good i'm sorry 5g's 5g's bad news so i'm not going to be on that platform you start adopting all these like new theories just to help your just to help argument. my independence yeah um all right um let's see let's wrap this up let's do one more question 
We did a heavy question too. We didn't shy away from the heavy question. The Greg one? The toxic ones. Toxic oh yeah, behavior. no. We gotta we gotta go straight for it. I'm trying to think, is there anything else over? Oh, do you think Katie and Blake will last? Yeah. I think so too. They seem awesome. Seems I want to date Blake. They both seem like awesome. They seem secure together. It's like a it it's really hot, dude. It's too. hot. And it's you know they're really just, hot. They're just smashing. Did you ever have sex with Jess after watching their episodes? We don't watch them together. It might be TMI. Fair enough. We end up watching them separately. So like Jess rarely ever watches them. Like Jess watches them like East Coast time. You know what I mean? Like VPN, like watching it right away. And I'm like working and doing stuff. So then I end up like catching up on Amazon Prime like later. You know what I mean? We never like at home together at the same time. I definitely get... I watch them with Becca and definitely have to say that their chemistry may it, or may not have led to some exciting moments in my really? life. Really? Yeah. A little, uh, a little role play? Yeah, turned on watching those two get, be all like, uh, yeah. be all obviously in love with each other. I got to say, I really like, I one thing, so I never thought I'd be so sappy with it, but when you really see people fall in love, I'm so sappy for The Bachelor. I always do. There's so many times when I catch myself just watching the show like this. <laughs> <laughs> just watching it like watching their, their yeah. relationship pro- pro- progress and i'm just like oh Dude, my god like look at these people so happy for each other i think they're the two realest i've ever seen i think it's great uh no i would say ari and um well you spent you spend a lot of time in that world i did dude but, but, what, their, no, no, but their wouldn't you love say love is so real their love is real but wouldn't you say that blake and katie are much more emotive like Blake they, like they Katie, wear it much more on their sleeve and they're just kind of out there much more. Blake and Katie are like a little more emotionally sophisticated. Right. They're a little more out there. Like they're, you're their, seeing it more. They're bachelor. The way they're presented on the bachelor, they're a lot more emotionally sophisticated. Ari and I don't know why I can't, why I'm blanking on her name right now. They're like middle school idiots sure, over sure, each sure. other. They're That's just cute. like gushing over each right, other. Right, right. And they're just like, oh my God, go get a fucking room. You guys are disgusting. I don't want to see you in public. Right. Because you're just like, you're making me sad. Yeah, they're just upsetting me. (laughs) I just like don't like to see that. It's like, oh my God, you're so in love. I get it. It's upsetting. It's upsetting to see how in love with each other you are. Right, right. Have some decorum. Decorum. Yeah. Have some fucking respect. Have some respect for the fact that you guys are making me jealous of what you have. It's gross and I hate it. <laughs> but I'm horny. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, your love turns me on. It's, um, you know, might yeah. lead to some, uh, I don't know. Little Katie uh, Blake role play going on at home? No. <laughs> no. No. But I will, I will say their passion is, and it's, it's a, uh, it's uh, contagious. Yeah. It is contagious. It's I also just it. Blake is so insanely sexual as a human. It's like every scene of them is like the start of a porno. They're just getting ready. Completely. And they find the innuendo everywhere. Remember what she said? After she's like, oh, we had a great night in the fantasy suite. I had a good time multiple times. Yeah. You're like, Katie. You're like, ah, oh, my God. And then Katie you see insane, them Katie. the morning afterwards, even the way he's feeding her, the yeah, whole thing. You're like, Dude, it's so erotic. Remember and, they, and they brought out the, the, the syrup and she's the, like, here you go. Yeah. It's as if they didn't use that last night. Come on, dude. Come on. That's why it was half it was empty. A fucking lumberjack Please, out you, there. Some people like chocolate syrup. Some people like maple syrup. 
I will say food play with sex is not me or Becca's thing. I don't like a mess. I'm not into that. Yeah, stuff. like it's all over this place. But you know, like clean up. They're all about you. They got. I mean, oh, dude, yeah. I wouldn't put anything past them. I don't know what they're, they're all freaks. about. Completely, Absolute but that's freaks. and I like that. Love it. I like Love that. It. it turns me on. It's all excited. I should text Becca. Like I'm coming home to, What's up, to, babe? to, to get What's you up, like Blake babe, does. Just so you know, prepare yourself. <laughs> get my prepare yourself. Get my Batman costume. Get my ready. bag out with all my stuff. <laughs> get my props. <laughs> you better get all the props ready, babe. Get the bag down from the attic. I want get my cape. <laughs> you know I love that. I'm ready to don it. I'm ready to don the cape, babe. See. Speaking of donning capes, Our next bet. week. Next week, we have to make good on our bet. Yeah, we do have to make good on our bet. So we will leave that as a little teaser for yeah, you guys. Yeah, and to be real, you guys, like, Fantasy Suite got completely blown up in everyone's face. So, like, honestly, how well, how accountable are we to our bet? Are, but we're still going to stick with it. Because we're accountable to you. Listen, we are above The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Uh-huh. We are above the franchise. Our word is bond. That's right. So we got to make good on it. So we'll see what happens next week. Cheers. That was an absolute shit show of an episode it was literally like we were we were literally just like greg blake parenting life eric eric like we were just everywhere the whole Whatever, time but dude, that's, that's what you get when you bros, tune into the broads or the bros sorry yeah, you better be ready for some fucking rock and roll dude when this we is come a shit through, house yeah okay? this is a clubhouse we got do we need a dartboard this is this is this that's is what this I is want. just us hanging out at the the bar talking shit literally we try to be organized we try to have it it's like it doesn't work every time we just no. we just whatever comes into our brains we say stream of consciousness it is but you know what you guys wanted the insight into the mysterious men behind the ladies that you respect this is how our lives. brains work you wanted it you want to know who we are here we are we're in front of you we're not holding back this is how our brains work. This is how it is when you hang out you with got, us. You got a live episode coming up that we're going to be in. You think we're Good you luck. think we're worried about it? No. You we're, know how many edits go through our episodes? None. But we'll just do what they say. Yeah, we will do exactly we will just what they say. We're just going to shut up when they say shut up. And they know what they're doing and they're that's why they're good at this. Mm-hmm. And we just are on their coattails being like, thanks for the ride. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. See you two in a row, baby. Chat soon.